Bibles now and turn together back to the Gospel of John. John chapter 10. It's helpful that we just got to hear all of John chapter 9 as we come now to John chapter 10. We see the, the context there as Jesus interacts with the Pharisees after giving sight to this blind man. Uh, but tonight we consider Jesus as the Good Shepherd. Here in July, we're doing a short series on some of the I Am sayings of Jesus in John's Gospel. And I encouraged you, young people, last time to try to uh, memorize all of these sayings in the Gospel of John. We're not going to look at all of them. Uh, but Jesus tells us in John, I am the bread of life. Uh, he says, I am the light of the world. You just heard that again in John 9. Uh, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. Uh, tonight, you're going to hear two of the I am sayings. I am the good shepherd and I am the door. And then he also says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and I am the vine. Uh, but tonight, our focus is going to be on Jesus as the good shepherd. Uh, there in verse 11. I'm going, I'm going to go ahead and read verse 1 through 18 of John chapter 10. Uh, please, once again, give your careful attention to the word of God. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. 
So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my life that I might take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. And that's where we will end the reading of God's word. Let's stop and pray together. Our Father in heaven, we thank you that you have sent your Son as the light of the world and as the door for the sheep and as the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep. And Lord Jesus, we ask that uh, even now you would shepherd us and give us life by your word. Lord, enable us to hear the voice of our shepherd and to follow in faith. Lord, we pray that you would drive out distractions from our minds and focus our attention now on your living and active word so that you might use it as a sword by your spirit in our hearts uh, to convict us of sin, to drive us to our shepherd, to give us life in him. And so we, do, we pray that you would do this now for, for us as your sheep, uh, but ultimately for the glory of your name. We pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, tonight we consider some of the most comforting words in the Bible spoken by Jesus. I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. And there is deep wonder and theology and gospel truth in these words. Uh, They give us a glimpse of the gentle love of Jesus, the glory and the grace of Jesus, the cross of Jesus. And so they give us both comfort and amazement. They give us hope and life. They give us reason to bow to Jesus and to follow him in faith, trusting in him as the good shepherd. Much like we saw last week with, I am the light of the world. With these words, Jesus claims to be none other than the divine king with authority over life and death. These are the words of the God-man who came to earth to lay down his life for sinners, to give them life, to conquer sin and death. And he is awesome and powerful as well as gentle and tender as the shepherd. And if you're here tonight and you know Jesus as your shepherd and you are following him in faith, then I want you, as you think about this tonight, as you hear his words, I want you to meditate and wonder tonight at the fact that the eternal God, the the creator of the universe, knows you. And he loves you. He is your shepherd He claims you, if you belong to him tonight by faith, he claims you as one of his beloved sheep. He knows you by name. And he will watch over you. He will give you just what you need. He will lead you all the way to heaven itself. And he will not fail. 
And this is such a transformative truth for any and every situation that you might find yourself in, for any or every need that you may have, for all of your weaknesses and struggles, for uh, the valleys and deep shadows of this life. You have a shepherd who knows you and loves you and has given his very life for you. And friends, that is good news for sinners. Good news that we need to hear tonight and believe and rejoice in. And so the call of God's word to all of you tonight is to look to this shepherd in faith. Hear and follow the good shepherd, the Savior who loves you. People of God, follow the good shepherd who laid down his life for you. Walk by faith after your shepherd and have life in him. Let's consider all of these things together tonight. And to help us do that, I want to simply ask three questions tonight as we consider Jesus' words. I want to ask, who is the shepherd? What does he do for the sheep? And then finally, how do the sheep respond to him? How do they follow him as the shepherd? So let's start by asking, who is the shepherd? Who is Jesus? Who is this shepherd? What does he mean by calling himself the good shepherd? What does this picture, this, uh, this uh, play on words mean? Well, I want to point out four answers to that question that we see here in our passage. First of all, the good shepherd is God. He is God in the flesh. And you're going to see this again and again with the I am statements. Jesus' statement is a claim to be God. We saw this last time, but the words that he uses, I am, intentionally communicate and and identify with the Old Testament name of God. I am who I am. But beyond that, this term shepherd also points us to the fact that Jesus is claiming to be God. Why is that? Well, shepherd is a name and a title that God used very frequently for himself in the Old Testament. Let me give you just a few examples. Uh, We sang two of them earlier. Uh, But all the way back in Genesis 48, verse 15, there Jacob, the old dying Jacob, says that God has been his shepherd all of his life. Psalm 23, the very well-known psalm that we'll close with tonight. There, David the shepherd wrote, The Lord is my shepherd. Jeremiah 31, verse 10, uh, speaking of God, He who scattered Israel will gather him and keep him as a shepherd keeps his flock. And there are many, many more examples. Uh, Jesus is taking the title and, and a name and an image frequently used by God himself in the Old Testament. And so Jesus is saying, I am that shepherd. I am God. I am God come in the flesh. I am here. I am Emmanuel, God with you. Jesus is God. The shepherd is God. Well, second, the shepherd is also Messiah. We saw this last week as well. The shepherd is the Christ, the anointed one. Uh, The Old Testament speaks of the coming Messiah as a shepherd. A few examples of that are, are the following. Isaiah 40, verse 11. 
He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs into his arms. Uh, Micah 5, verse 2 and following. Uh, From Bethlehem shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, and he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord. The coming Messiah, the anointed Savior, would be a shepherd of the people of God. And Jesus is taking that messianic title. He's claiming to be the long-awaited shepherd that the prophets pointed forward to. Well, third, the shepherd is also good. Who is the shepherd? The shepherd is a good shepherd. Jesus doesn't say, I am a shepherd. He doesn't even say, I am the shepherd. He uses this word, I am the good shepherd, to modify the word shepherd, to explain the kind of shepherd that he is. And this is a rebuke and a contrast to all of the bad earthly shepherds. All of those leaders who had come before him and were really failed shepherds, uh, and even those leaders and shepherds that were there listening to, listening to him right then, those, those bad shepherds who didn't know how to respond to the man who had given, been given sight. Ezekiel 34 rebukes such poor earthly shepherds who cared not for the sheep but only for themselves. And we heard some of that earlier in our call to worship. But then it goes on to say, God, God says, I myself will search for my sheep. I will seek out my sheep and rescue them. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep. Jesus is saying, I am the true shepherd. I am not a false shepherd. Not a poor shepherd that only thinks about himself. I am a good shepherd. I actually care for the sheep. I provide for them. I seek them out. The bad shepherds scatter the sheep. They protect themselves. And Jesus talks about them here. The thief, the hired hand. Well, he's the very opposite. He is the the good shepherd who gathers and leads the sheep and gives his life for them. And the word good is, is more rich and deep than our English word good, the word that Jesus means. It means honorable, beautiful, competent, noble. He is the, the good shepherd, fully able to care for his sheep. He is so good that he is he's beautiful. Well, the last thing to see about this shepherd, <laughs> that was not expected not on. I'm going to just project for a little bit. The last thing to see about this shepherd is that he is the door. If we need to wait, if if it's hard for you to hear, I can wait for a minute. You can hear in the back. The last thing I want you to see about the shepherd is that he is the door. Uh, Look with me again at verse 9. This is another one of the I am sayings of Jesus. We're not going to spend a whole sermon on it, but I want to touch on it briefly. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. Think about that image of a door. What is a door? A door opens and closes. A door functions to keep out and also to let in, to give access, to give entrance. 
Well, Jesus says here, I am the door of salvation. Anyone who enters by me will be saved. The shepherd is also the door. He is the only means of entrance into the kingdom of heaven. He's the only means of entrance into heaven. He's the only means of life. You can only come to saving relationship with Jesus by way of Jesus because he is the door. And so this shepherd is God. He is the Messiah. He is good and he's the only way of salvation. He is the door of life. Wow, Jesus is saying so much with these words. This, this shepherd is glorious. But friends, do you know this shepherd? Do you want to know him? Do you think that he's beautiful and good and glorious? Is he your shepherd? Is he your door by faith? Do you love him? And think about that word good again. He is he's good. He's beautiful. He's so good that he came to earth to save sheep, to save sinners. Is he good? Is he beautiful to you? The goodness and the, the beauty and the love of the shepherd ought to move each and every one of you. It ought to make you long to know him and follow him, to love and delight in him. Well, that is who this shepherd is. Let's consider second then tonight what the shepherd does for the sheep. What does the shepherd do for his sheep? We could really spend all night here because the shepherd does so very much for his sheep. And verse 11 captures his greatest act of love for his sheep. But before we look at that, I want you to see three other ways the shepherd loves his sheep in this passage. First of all, the shepherd knows his sheep. He knows his sheep. Look again at verse 14. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. The shepherd knows his sheep. He knows them personally. They are his own. They belong to him. In verse 3, he calls them by name. He knows them that well. Brothers and sisters, you ought to think about this personally. He knows you. He knows your name. He knows you not just intellectually. He doesn't just know about you. He knows you personally. He, he loves you. He's known you from before the foundation of the world. He loves you. He came for you. He treasures you. What a, what a comfort that is. What an incredible privilege. What a shepherd. He knows you fully. He knows, that means he knows your sin. He knows your weaknesses. And yet he loves you. He knows exactly how to shepherd you. Exactly how to speak to you and lead you. And that's the second thing that the shepherd does for his sheep. He leads them. Look again at verse 3 and, and verse 4. The sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him. For they know his voice. 
Jesus leads his sheep by his voice and by going ahead of them and showing them where to go. And they know his voice and they follow him. Uh, He can be trusted. Uh, They know that he will lead them to safety and food and water. Uh, He will protect and provide for them. He guides and directs them. He leads them to life and to shelter and safety. Third, the shepherd also calls the sheep. The shepherd speaks to the sheep. He calls them by name. We see that in verse 3. Verse 4, the sheep follow him because they know his voice. That means the the shepherd communicates with his sheep. He regularly speaks to them. And then look at verse 16. I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. Jesus leads his sheep by speaking to them. He leads them to life by calling them. And they're enabled to know his voice and follow that voice in faith. Sometimes we refer to this initial call of Jesus as effectual calling. This is the the call of the gospel that Christ gives by his word and his spirit. And when his chosen sheep, when his elect people hear that gospel, they hear the call of their shepherd, they're enabled to hear it with faith. They're able to hear the voice of their shepherd and believe and walk after him in faith and have life. The Shorter Catechism, question 31, talks about this calling. Jesus calls each and every one of his people, each of his sheep, by name, individually, personally, with the gospel and by his spirit. And he continues to call them to follow him. He continues to speak to them by his word and spirit. But that then brings us to the the greatest act of love of the shepherd for his sheep. And it's foundational for everything else. Look again at verse 11. I am the good shepherd. And then listen to what the good shepherd does. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. This is the greatest thing that the shepherd does for his sheep. This is the greatest thing that Jesus does for you and for me if we are trusting in him. He lays down his life. And this is so wonderful and essential. He actually mentions this five times in this short passage. It's here in verse 11. It's in verse 15, 17, and 18. The shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And of course, he's talking about his sacrificial death on the cross, willingly dying for the sins of his people so that he might be the door. He might give them salvation, give them life abundantly. Jesus gives his life as a sacrifice for his sheep. Not for nice, innocent sheep, but sinful sheep. And yet sheep that are loved so much that he willingly pays the the inexpressible cost of his own life. And notice the difference between him and the hired hand. The sheep don't belong to the the hired hand. 
They're not loved by him. He loves himself. When he sees danger, he protects himself and lets the sheep scatter and die. Jesus willingly takes not just danger, but death himself in order to give life to his sheep. And you see the voluntary willingness of him laying down his life, especially in verse 18. Jesus doesn't die under compulsion He doesn't die because he was forced to or he he had no power to resist. He He chose to give himself, to lay down his life. And it's even captured in in some of his last words. Jesus gave up his spirit and and he says, it is finished. He was willingly laying down his life and he would take it up again. He would rise again for his sheep as well. And he doesn't die for those who might be his sheep. Or so whoever wants can become his sheep. It tells us here that he lays down his life for the sheep. Those that he loves. Those that belong to him. We talk about this as definite atonement or limited atonement. Jesus died for his people alone. For his sheep. He didn't die for all to make salvation available for any. No, he died for his sheep whom he loved and knows and calls by name. Who were on his mind and on his heart as he died for them on the cross. And this is what secures their sure salvation. But this all raises the question for us, why? Why does the shepherd do all of this for sheep? Why so much? Why give his very life? What shepherd would die for sheep? What would compel such an act of love and and so much love? Well, the, the answer is his love. It is because he loves the sheep and he loves his father. And in saving them, he is giving glory to his Father. Jesus does this because of his love. The hired hand cares nothing for the sheep. Jesus cares deeply for the sheep. Jesus loves the sheep. John fifteen thirteen says, Greater love has none, no one than this, that someone laid down his life for his friends. But this is more than that. This is love for the unlovely. This is love for the wayward and sinful, for the foolish and ugly. Those who didn't love him, those who did not seek him. And so Romans 5 verse 6 and following captures this. For while we were still weak at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though Perhaps for a good person, one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Do you see the love of Jesus for you? For weak, ungodly sheep, for sinners? Do you see his care? Do you see his sacrifice? His shed blood for you if you are trusting in him tonight. And this is where that word good, good shepherd seems so inadequate. 
Good seems like an understatement. He is so good. He is so loving. He is so full of mercy. He's beautiful. He's awesome. And what he does for his sheep, the gospel of Jesus dying for sinners is is almost too wonderful, too good to comprehend or, or capture with our words. And friends, if he so loved you to the point of even laying down his life for you, lost, wayward, sinful sheep, how must you and I love him? How we should praise and thank him. How we should be ready to lay our lives down for him. If he so loved you, how you and I can trust him for all things. How you can trust him tonight, uh, wherever you are, whatever you may be going through. How your heart should leap to hear his voice and follow and serve him. That's what I want us to think about third and finally tonight. How do we respond to the shepherd? How do the sheep follow their shepherd? Before we talk about how the sheep follow the shepherd, let's talk for a moment about sheep. This is a really fascinating image that God uses often in his word. Sheep are fascinating animals. They're valuable for their wool, for their meat. For their milk, they're found all over the world. Uh, They're very adaptable. They're a particularly fitting illustration for Israel, who had a long history with sheep. Many of them were uh, were shepherds. You can think of the patriarchs. They were shepherds. Uh, Moses was a shepherd for a long time. David was a shepherd before he became a shepherd as king. Uh, Sheep are a herd animal. They thrive in groups. But they're easily lost. They're easily separated from the group. Sheep are also very easily injured and get sick easily. And they can quickly succumb to illness and injury. They're easy prey for many predators. Sheep are also not known as being particularly intelligent in the animal world. They take a lot of care just to keep them alive and to enable them to grow. Uh, maybe some of you have seen this video that's been on the internet. It's, you have to look it up. Um, but there's this sheep uh, that gets stuck in a trench, and the shepherd is pulling on its hind leg, and it, with, with great effort, the shepherd pulls it out of the trench and frees it, and the sheep gleefully runs off and tries to jump over the, the trench, and within moments, it's right back in the, the same trench. It, it gets itself Stuck And it, it captures beautifully the nature of sheep. It reminds us of ourselves. Sheep are really high maintenance. They're even comical in their many needs and in their nature. And so it's really striking that God would choose this as a very frequent metaphor for his people. And it's not condescending. It's not belittling. It's not to make us feel like a a bunch of witless sheep that are just always jumping into trenches. God loves us tremendously. There's none who love us like God. We just consider that. Jesus loved us to the point of death. Now, the metaphor is meant to really describe reality. It's fitting for us. It's fitting for our nature 
and our needs. We are much like sheep. This is for our benefit and our well-being. Just like real sheep thrive under the care of good shepherds who know them and lead them well, so do we as the sheep of God. Well, how do we, how do sheep follow the shepherd? I want you to see very briefly three ways. First of all, the sheep hear their shepherd. Sheep listen to the shepherd. Verse 3, they hear his voice. They hear him call their name. Verse 4, they recognize his voice. They, they know his voice. That voice leads them. Verse 16 says that those he seeks and gathers who are not yet in his fold into one flock, they listen to his voice. Friends, do you listen to the voice of Jesus? Do you listen to your shepherd? Do you hear his voice? Have you heard his call? Do you know him? Do you know his voice? How do you listen to the voice of Jesus who is seated in heaven? You listen to Jesus by his word. Jesus speaks to us in his written word and in the gospel. Jesus speaks to us by the preaching of his word. A primary way the shepherd leads and gives life to his sheep is by speaking to them. And so a primary way the sheep follow their shepherd is by listening to him, by hearing his voice with faith. Are you listening to your shepherd? Do you hear and believe and obey the word of God? Do you know it? Do you know the voice of your shepherd from the false voices that are out there in the world? False shepherds. Do you prioritize the voice of Jesus? Do you want to hear it every day, every week in worship? Is the Bible and the preaching and teaching of God's word central in your life because you need to hear the voice of your shepherd so that you can follow him in faith? Well, second, sheep follow their shepherd by following him. Yes, that's, that's redundant, but this is essential. The sheep respond to their shepherd by following him. Verse 4, they follow him as he goes before them. A sheep go where their shepherd leads. Uh, they're submitted to him. They're under his authority. They know that he is their leader, their king, their savior. They know that their shepherd leads them to life, to what is good, to what they need. When he calls, they go. When he speaks, they listen and believe. When he commands, they seek to obey. Not perfectly. And he's a gentle shepherd and he will discipline his sheep in love. He will, he will seek sheep that are straying. He will bring correction. He will bring them back. He teaches them gently. But the sheep follow in the footsteps of their shepherd. What about you? Are you following your good shepherd? Day by day. Are you following him intentionally, sacrificially? And as sheep follow their shepherd, they become like him. They notice patterns in him and they take on those patterns themselves. They begin to love their fellow sheep as they have been loved. 
They begin to be more willing to lay down their own lives for the sheep and for their shepherd as he laid down his life for them. They are willing to take up the cross and follow their shepherd, even if that means difficulty and sacrifice and trial. Well, third and finally, the sheep follow the shepherd by finding life in him. By looking to him alone for life and salvation. Look at verse 10 again. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. The shepherd gives life to his sheep. And that's not just freedom from death, freedom from hell, but it is abundant life, eternal life, resurrected life in the life to come, life perfected, life as it was meant to be, life as it was lost, life free from sin and stain and loss. The sheep know that this life is found nowhere else. There's no other door. There's no other shepherd that gives this life. And so they look to Christ alone for this. They look to their shepherd and have life in him, by faith in him, by union with him. And they trust their shepherd to preserve them, to always care for them and never lose them. We didn't read this tonight, but look with me at verse 27 and following. Jesus says there, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. Brothers and sisters, do you know this shepherd? Do you have life in him? Are you secure in his arms? Are you following this shepherd by trusting in him alone for life? Are you looking around for other doors, other pastures? Are you listening to other false shepherds? Friends, life is found only in this good shepherd. Follow him alone who gave his life for you, for sinners. Know that he who did not spare his own life for you will continue to love you. He will continue to shepherd you. He will not lose you. He will lead you and protect you. And so seek to hear him and follow him daily. Follow the good shepherd by faith, hearing him and having life in him. I want us to close tonight by listening to one of those passages that speaks about the shepherd. I want to read Psalm 23 for you, and we're going to sing it in just a minute. But as you hear these words, I want you to hear it as not only speaking of Jesus, but as Jesus speaking to you, as the voice of your shepherd telling you of his love and care for you. And I'm going to insert the name of Jesus in just a few places as I read. But listen to all that your shepherd is and does for you. The Lord... Jesus is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. 
Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you, Jesus, are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord Jesus forever. People of God, this is your shepherd. This is how he loves you and leads you as his sheep. And so follow him in faith. Follow the one who loves you and laid down his life for you. Let's pray. Lord God, we are amazed by the love of Christ for us. That he would lay down his life for straying, lost, sinful sheep. That he would love us to the point of death, even death on the cross. Lord, let us be amazed by his love. Let us be drawn to him by his great love for us. Let our ears know his sweet voice and follow him in faith wherever he leads. Let us know that he leads to life. He is the door. Lord, we pray for those sheep that are not yet in his fold, that they would hear his voice and follow him and be brought in to the one shepherd, the one flock. Lord Jesus, thank you for being our shepherd. Uh, Continue to shepherd us and give us faith. Be patient with us as foolish, weak sheep. We pray this all in Jesus' name, our good shepherd. Amen.